Boom. Hello and welcome to the Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast Season 5. Never forget that to the best of us, protection's more than just a job. It really is a lifestyle. Enjoy. Oh, what's up, you guys? Here we are. Another awesome episode of the Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast. But this is going on both. This is going on the Protector Podcast as well because this, what we're doing here, has to do with everyone. I am uh, joined today by an esteemed guest, Mr. Byron Bepley. How you doing, brother? Thank you, sir. It's a pleasure. Yeah, man. I remember. I mean, we okay. So we did a podcast way back in the day, briefly. I think, yeah, season one. But I remember when I met Byron. It's like it's like Highlander, man. It's like there can only be one. <laughs> you know, I'm like we might have to fight to the death. <laughs> but this guy is cool enough to where I'm like, dude, this Byron guy is cool, man. Like it's totally, I, I, it's an honor, man. So, heck yeah. We're going to talk about something that I think is a huge force multiplier for everyone, whether you're a professional protector, whether you're a mom, a family dude, you know, whatever it is, having your own canine, either on your protection team. We know there's so many different applications for this. Uh, I've ran details where we're doing this. I got a detail coming up at the stadium where we're going to be having canines involved. I've got it. You know, I've, I've I've worked for churches and a number of events where we've got dogs bomb dogs, bite dogs, all that stuff in play. Um, and it's huge, but but I think there's a, a lesser known application for having an actual protection dog available to a family that can safely integrate to a family. So we're gonna be talking about this. And as a protector, I finally, I'm gonna get my own dog and he's gonna be able to work with me and also protect my home, right? So I'm so excited, so stoked. But uh, before we jump into all that, same way we always kick off the podcasts, Byron, uh, who are you at your core? Well, a philanthropist. Who's the man? <laughs> right? Yeah, man. Um, so a um, little bit about me. So I got into dogs like complete accident. I was never a military dog handler. Got into dog training, f- fell in love with the um side of like just training basic obedience severe behavior mods people who had dogs that were just just not doing well live bikes all that terrible stuff and so i basically was like you know i if i fell into it i was actually going to school to become a medical professional and literally just a few weeks before graduating uh my wife looked at me says well why don't you do something that you love which turned into this now i've got this huge company multiple companies uh that all revolve around protection to some extent, whether it be creating somebody's family pet to be a better pet and be the solution to that, which is what BTS stands for, um, or creating these awesome family assets that are going to protect your family or your team, whether it be military, law enforcement, family, Uh, and then also training. We do like home protection uh, seminars where we teach you how to protect your home from invaders. Uh, how to be less of a target. Um, We do all that stuff. So we have the ballistic theory solution side of our business, which is similar to what what you do, but we do it here in Florida, um, teaching everybody, you know, all all those different things, whether it be shooting, concealed carry, uh, night vision training, uh, just basic marksmanship, long range, short range, you know, all that kind of it just it, it turned into a passion to teach people uh and and i literally uh we do all of our law enforcement training that we do here locally is all we don't charge them at all because wow. in an era where, where they want to defund the police right i believe they need more funding for more training and yeah. they don't have a budget so you're not going to get rich off of police canines or police training it's just they don't have it it's not there so it's better for you to work with them and get them the training to make your community a safer and better place. And so I work locally here with multiple agencies and we do it. We call it tactical Tuesday. Every single Tuesday we do training every single day, all day, sometimes at night, doing night training, actually what we're doing this Monday uh, evening and teaching and helping them and helping decoy for them and all that kind of jazz. Heck yeah, bro. So Really, at your core, man, you're you're a teacher, you're a protector, and a provider, man. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, and of course, the nonprofit, as you know, we, you know the Rescue Twenty Two. 
Say say it, man. What, what's the Rescue 22 about? They need to know. So the, the Rescue 22 Foundation is a nonprofit foundation that provides service dogs with zero ge geographic boundaries that provides service dogs for veterans at no cost to the veteran. So right now, VA, I was one of them that um, they wanted to charge me about 30, I think it was like 30, it was like 30 something thousand dollars that they wanted to take from me as a full-time student for a service dog because it was classified as an elective. Um, went to multiple service dog foundations, found out that none of them really, they just gave you a dog. It really didn't provide you anything. Uh, maybe it had some basic obedience. Called my dear friend up and uh, it thus became the Rescue 22 Foundation. And five years later, we are one of the number one nonprofits for service dogs for veterans. Uh, the president is John Devine, former Navy SEAL, and it's comprised of a bunch of uh, Army Rangers, Navy SEALs, MARSOC Marines, and our backbone, Angela Connor, who is one of the uh, is our administrative director. She's a heartbeat of our organization and was literally at ground zero on 9-11. So she's got quite the passion for veterans. So now that's awesome. And it's funny how that works, though, man, like. I don't know. And your your wife is the same way from what I from what I understand. And in our conversations when we're doing stuff together and, and me and you are kind of the same way, like we're I mean, we're we're killers, right? Like we're animals. We're out here breaking stuff and like taking territory and like going, you know, but like, dude, you got to have administ admin. It, it wins wars, man. Logistics wins wars. And you got to have I've seen some amazing females behind us like just keeping us fed and watered and healthy and like help us pull the whole thing off. <laughs> oh, he's got my own visits. Yeah. I mean, hats off to my wife because I mean, I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for her, her brains and mm. her ambition, because I mean, behind every great man is an even greater woman who keeps us in check. And, you know, we may, we may be the bronze and muscle of it, but I will definitely say they're, they're the brains and, savageness of our business so yeah well protectors need protectors man we were both talking That's about right. our big hearts you know like we can get taken advantage of and the, the female in the backfield is usually like bruh <laughs> you know a lot of times uh and it took us like 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 it took us forever to even schedule this thing because I, I was like dude we should just had our wives do this man <laughs> we would have been you know what time do i need to be there send my reminders thank you anyway so here we are man you've provided a lot like kind of how I have, you've provided an amazing suite of assets and opportunities for people to learn, for people to get what they need, for people to uh, upgrade their level of protection. That's super dope, man. I know there's still um, some people out there that want to know the infamous question. What's your background? <laughs> the shot show question, right? The day one. Yeah, yeah, uh, so I spent most of my time in uh, Ranger Battalion. Uh, then I went, uh, became a pre-CDQC instructor while I was in uh, a part of the Rangers. I went to Ranger Training Battalion and was a pre-scuba instructor there. Um, got out from the military, became a defense contractor uh, for a short amount of time. And just kind of like there... I was, I have that very typical military story. I didn't really know what I wanted to do when I grew up and spent probably about five, six years outside of my military career until that happened. Yeah. Just so I'm extremely diverse. So like I got, I hated, and I, I was never, uh, very, I'm not a very, well, I mean, we all have egos, but I just, it doesn't drive me. So right. like I didn't really get along with a lot of egotistical people uh, right. in our community. So that just doesn't fly with me. You know, your performance drives who you are, not, you know, all this you, other like your patches and your stuff, yeah. And all that stuff, you know. Army has horrible marketing, you know. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've always said it's like the Ranger tab. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I haven't explained the tab and the scroll, and I'm like, it, it's just horrible. So meanwhile, the navy's the navy, those guys, man, they're marketing. You become a seal, people. Yeah, I mean, it's just, anyways. Let me not get. Yeah, Seals got great marketing. Don't get me wrong. You know, yeah. um, so anyways, I, um, you know, did the ranger thing. Got out, did the defense contractor thing. It was great, um, but you know, my divorce and all these other things that my whole that's part of my story. But yeah, uh, caused me. Like yeah. And uh, it's what caused me to get into dogs. The the my my trials and tribulations is what has made me who I am and got me to where I'm at. Yeah. And 
you know, the divorce, my debt to income ratio, flag my clearance. So I had to move out of that, which forced me to go find a job that was of equal pay. So mm-hmm. I went into becoming a commercial underwater welder, became a commercial underwater welder, went offshore, worked as a hard hat diver, did all that craziness. Um, that got Obama, thanks to Obama, he sent everything overseas. I went from making 1200 a day to making, uh, about $15 an hour overnight. Um, and no work. So I ended up, uh, moving out to a job offer out in Utah, which then dissolved also because of, uh, the dive industry kind of being pushed out. Um, and went into be going to college to be a medical professional. And most almost all the way through that, I basically fell in love with dogs. Uh, having a business degree and having a business background, I was able to take doing something in my backyard into turning it into a seven-figure business and building a, you know, a, a large canine training facility under the direction in, in uh, a lot of different companies that I worked for with a lot of prestige um, behind them. Uh, one of which, as you guys previously know, uh, I worked with Coastline Canine. Uh, I've gone to a lot of different seminars and I worked under a lot of great trainers, very well-known trainers in the industry, going to seminars here and there. Um, you know, and, and, and just getting that education, self-educating and then I became a a executive protection agent for a little while um, and saw the application with dogs there. And, you know, the rest is history, you know, and then then I became, you know, became the, I guess the face of BTS canine and, you know, I'm here to be the solution. (laughs) Solution, baby, be the solution. I love it. Boom, if you've been enjoying the podcast, I wanna encourage you to come and train with me. Train with us, the League of Executive Protection Specialists. We offer online courses so you can train and learn how to take your executive protection career to the next level from the comfort of your own home. Uh, We offer on-ground training on everything from the hard skills of driving, shooting, medical, um, and into the soft skills through the executive protection immersion course which is one of the most experiential learning centric courses in the executive protection industry either way i want you to become part of the golden standard in the private security industry and join the brotherhood the league of executive protection specialists go to epspecialist.com and let's do our careers together i'll see you there out real quick something i want to attack a lot of veterans watching a lot of people watching um, you know, I really want to like, I want you guys to realize, you know, what Byron's been able to do, you know, coming out of the military and having to figure it out. This is part of the game. You know what I'm saying? This whole stigma of like, oh, you were in the military and you went to combat and like this whole like, woe is me thing. Like, oh no, you're going to get out and you're going to be, cause it's everywhere. Like you see people that have, you know, their lives are they're not figuring it out, you know? Um, but what you don't see a lot because these guys are working and crushing the universe is veterans that, you know, we all had our struggles. Uh, we all had our struggles, but I just want you guys to realize like the military community, we get some of the best training in the world. We get some of the best trials by fire, literal in the world. When you get out in the civilian sector, it's not time to be uh, hurt, broken. You may have quality problems, figure them out, get the help you need, solve that trash the same way we would if we were back in the platoon, right? Like solve. Yeah. It's weird when you get out, they don't do it. They don't do it. They become a victim. Yeah. It's like, what changed, bro? Like, like, don't talk to Marines about your problems. You know what I mean? Like what changed, homie? Like figure it out. Like I get it. I get it. Men have been chopping each other up since the beginning of time. And they used to do it face to face. Okay. So we're out now. It's, it's your life is a blank canvas. Dude, we should be outperforming. We should be the highest performing demographic of human beings in the United States, the veteran community. So, boom, you got two examples right here of dudes who got out, figured it out, get to work. Work is hard for your vision, your passion, your life, your family, your tribe, as you did for Uncle Sam, right? And take all that, man, and just make something out of it. 
you know, it's it, it's it, the biggest thing, guys out there. It's like if I could just, Damn. man, like you guys have got to understand, and girls, you know, yeah. it's it, you are you're going to be your greatest um, adversary you, because you're going to think I can't do it. This is uh, too hard. Whatever it may be, um, there's going to be days where sleepless nights and financial issues and people yep. are going to attack you. Oh my God. No, Heaven in, the, in, the, in, the, in the better community. Let me tell you, we are our worst owners enemies. Yeah. You become well-known, successful, all these things. People are going to come at you and make things up and lie and bullshit yeah. stories and try to fabricate things that are completely and thoroughly untrue just to better themselves because they're jealous and they believe that you, they should have what you have but they don't want to put the work into it. Yeah. They don't want to, to, to go and sacrifice and put in the effort. And that's the thing is like you guys out there that may be employees of companies. I I've actually fired people. I've said, when you're willing to put down hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars, whatever it may be in that business and the sacrifice and the liability and all of the <laughs> scenes then you can have and say in how I run my business because yeah. I've gotten into where it is today. So right. you guys need to take control of what you have, but you need to own it and lead it in such a way. Cause, and that's where the military, like the stuff you learn in the military, you can't operate a civilian business the way we operate in the military. I can't go out, yell out off of my deck out here and be like, I need a volunteer. And the last person that shows up, I'm, I'm making a bear crawl to me yeah, or, exactly screaming at someone like what the fuck isn't this shit done you know it doesn't work right so you gotta come through with these different leadership skills that are more applicable to the civilian world which it is challenging because sometimes you want to go staff sergeant on someone's ass and yeah drop that (laughs) but you gotta like go hey not everybody's from that from that place so you have to work with other people and that is sometimes a very difficult challenging part once you get through it man and you start you know writing those notepads get a notepad remember the things that work discard the things that don't but your work ethic that you learned in the military the your ability to work sleepless nights your ability to work through problems uh because i hate to say this but your problems that you had in the military you know they're going to be just as difficult and hard it's just a different format you were able to accomplish and get through those. So why can't you get through these? And, you know, sometimes it's a sacrifice. I mean, there were nights my wife and I looked at each other and like, how in the heck are we going to pay today? You know, the electric bill next week, how are we going to get groceries? And there were days when it was like that true story. I literally was going to a pantry at one point I tried to like, and I, I don't advocate this to anybody, but one of my greatest failures in life was the fact that I tried to kill myself. Mm-hmm. I lost $3.5 million uh, ultimately because yeah, the other person didn't do the right thing, but I didn't do the right thing by putting things oh. on paper. Yeah. And, and that was my mistake. And I turned around and tried to off myself because I felt like such a failure to my family. And I felt like they would be better off without me. And there was, and nobody saw it coming. I didn't see it coming, you know, and my greatest failure was that because it spurred me into Having to go to the VA, understanding, well, also the VA had me on a bunch of medications they weren't supposed to have me on. Uh, so that it was not supposed to be on the same thing, and which caused me to get into dogs. Yeah. Because I had to go to the VA and I was like, I can't take these meds, guys, because I'm I work in an ER and yeah. I have to be sharp. Yeah. And they basically were like, hey guys. The only, your only option, sir, is to take a service dog. And then that's how that all unfolded. So without that, fi- you know, failure, yeah. I would have been able to be where I am today within the dog community. Um, and I had very, very strategic people that God placed in my life that got me to where I am today. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> woo, um, stuff. just thinking about it just like gets me emotional because You have to understand as a veteran, I understand like they teach us to suffer in silence. You don't need help. If you can't like, hey, hey, dude, don't go help him. He can help himself. They're trying to teach you something that you have to learn 
to prepare you for combat. When you get out of the military, it's okay. Mm -hmm. Because that stuff, we're not in combat anymore, ladies and gentlemen. We're in the civilian world where, hey, I don't know how to write a resume or I don't know how to prepare a business plan or uh, I don't know how to propose a project to somebody and put together that thing. I had to seek out people who knew how to do that Right. Or select college classes that taught me how to do that. Right. Um, you know, and just because you fail something, I hate that word failure. Yeah. The only thing ever you'll ever hear me call as a failure what is my 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 suicide. Yeah. Um because everything else was a stepping stone that showed me my baseline right. as to what I needed to work on as a person yeah. to become better for that other either that other person for the next level that's it 100 get to that next level you got to start looking at things instead of looking at it as a fail- failure you're looking at it as a baseline to where you need to be i mean and i'll tell you right now dogs oh my god like they're going to teach you that every single day because i may get a dog one day that's an absolute awesome it makes me look great as a dog handler, the next day I get a dog that's making me question my entire life choices as being a dog trainer. <laughs> and you got to change up things because they're a living, breathing creature that has have emotions that have, they may learn a certain way that another dog didn't learn. So you're constantly switching and all that. Maybe they don't even like you. Maybe they like another trainer and you need to work up to the dog working with you. <laughs> yeah. Dude. So much good stuff in there. So much good stuff in there, man. But yeah, ladies and gentlemen, find your new fight. And if you're able to be cold, wet, hungry, sleep deprived, operate days, push. Do that in your life. Find your new fight. Find your new mission and just start hammering. That's so much good stuff in there. And get help, man. I, and I'm the same way, bro. I ain't smart enough to do this stuff I'd be doing. You know what I'm saying? This is team. I got a wife that does. She's got a master's in finance. So, like, bro, yeah, negative. You know, I ain't edited this podcast. Like, there's just teams. <laughs> right. Um, anyway, send it. You guys are hammer the attributes. Understand that you know it's okay to hand something off to somebody. I understand it may be yours, but you need to be able to look at somebody's attributes and go, This person right. is good at it. Yep. And I have a team of eight employees. Mm-hmm. I'm not out there training the dogs every day. Actually, most of the time it's them. I, I decoy dogs and I'm, I'm, but I'm now more in a manager management position than I am in a dog training position. Right. Um, and now we have all these different personalities and all these different trainers with all these. And one person may be good at decoying. This person's good at odor. This good person is good at obedience. This person is good at severe behavior modifications. Uh, my wife is great at obedience and the finance. So she runs dogs and she runs the back end and the paperwork and all that good jazz. Thank you. So, you know, highlight people's stuff because you're not going to do everything on your own. 100%. Deploy people into their strengths, man. That's how you build the team, dude. Cheat codes, lots of cheat codes in here. I hope y'all are paying attention and taking notes. So now let's get into the dogs, man, the dogs. So what would you say to, and in fact, real quick, I believe you got my guy there, the dog I'm going to be getting. So ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be my boy right here. This is Kono. Look at this guy. He's just a big lover. The lover. This is Kono. Kono's got titanium teeth, as you can see. He is an absolute hammer. He's a big love bug. Uh, Me and him have a very special relationship, as you can see. Yeah. (laughs) But don't let the the looks fool you. He's he's super chill until otherwise told. Yeah. Yeah. and then uh he'll wait, let me see that right there. So a little bit about Kono. Kono is a Belgian Malinois. Yeah. <laughs> He's rolling over down here at my feet. Down. Oh, good boy. And so what Kono, so Kono's a family protection dog. Um yeah. a lot of, I get a lot of questions that people ask, you know, what's the difference between a military police canine and a family protection dog? Good. Really, it's it's accessibility and um sociability mm-hmm. and 
Sociability is kind of like the dogs integrated with your family. You know, it's kind of like the Kevin Hart, you know, meme right now is like, that that dog bite is like, not me. You know, like <laughs> that's, that's kind of how it is. It's, it's all command driven. A lot of people have this idea that, oh, my dog's is already a protection dog. Well, no, it's not. If, if your dog is exhibiting reactive behavior, that's reactivity based on fear. Protection is a trained attribute that you, when you give the word to the dog, whatever that word is, it's whatever it's conditioned to. It could be potato. It's attack word could be potato, but mm-hmm. here's that word and it's eating the target in front of it. And then it's ability to call the dog off and hopefully get the dog to return. And, you know, and, and I say hopefully, because if you send a dog, your dog is, it's a dog. And we have to understand as much as I love this dog, it is literally been bred and trained to sacrifice itself for me. Like the executive protection agents that you employ, their job is to protect with their life, that principle, right? That is exactly what this is. And in many instances, dogs are able, you can't conceal everywhere, but you can conceal uh, or not conceal. You can use a family protection dog in areas that may, especially in places like California. Now you have what we like to call a FAFO. Mm -hmm. FAFO to fuck around to find out. (laughs) But I ain't going to fuck around and find out if it is or is not. So now you're lesser of a target and people aren't. I mean, I, 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 from what I heard you and you've dealt with this quite recently where you can be fully kitted out with a gun and people are still going to try to test you, but yeah. there's something so primal about a dog eating you yeah. that you're not going to mess with it. That, yep. that just, and, and it's not fun. I've had it happen. I've had live bites where my middle finger was ripped off. Yeah. I had to get my foot on it. You know, it's, it's not a fun experience, but yeah. with that, Number one, ladies, uh, dogs are what I like to call the great equalizer. You, you by nature, are already going to be looked at as, and I hate to say this. I mean, some of you, some of you, I'm scared of, but you're, you're, you're smaller. You're, it's just what it is. It's physics, right? Or physiology. No, but with a dog, you're now no longer. Nobody wants to mess with you because you now have something that makes you the great equalizer. That, that is the great equalizer. I'm not going to mess with you because that dog may jack me up right and my wife has and actually my trainers actually just had one becky uh had a uh a transient show up on her front door where she was like i almost had to use her dog like get the heck out of here right like out of nowhere so they're just they're they're one that's 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 the number one it it will prevent things from eventually happening number two you happen you now have an ability to send dog and egress. Yeah, that's huge. So real quick on number one, man, uh, your deterrence value, it lowers your threat profile. You guys got to think about things the way that the um, enemies or adversaries or predators think about it is I'm looking for a target that is an easy target. You got to remember that the enemy has to solve equations too. Like how can I do what I need to do without taking damage, without getting caught? Without leaving DNA everywhere because I got bit by some crazy dog. Have I ever fought a dog? What was my last experience with dogs? My homies were just getting eaten up by these dogs that the cops had. Like, so, and yeah, man, I've been, you know, I've, I've been in situations where I have, I'm in full kit. Dudes are still looking me up and down like, you ain't going to shoot me. You ain't, you know what I mean? But then when you have a dog, it's like, but they might let the dog eat me. <laughs> you know, it just, a, less than lethal. a dog is a, le- it's still classified as less than lethal. And I'll tell you right now, dog bites, they're, they're not fun and they can leave some serious damage. And, and, you know, with that, you know, you know, it's, they're not a liability. If the dog is trained correctly and it's all command driven and you stay on top of that training, because guess what? Having a dog is no different than having a concealed carry. I mean, if you guys follow us or you follow some of these other dog training businesses that do similar things to us, because there's a lot of, and and, and, in caveat, there's a lot of great businesses out there and there's a lot of bad businesses out there. So be careful who you go through and do a lot of research on getting a family protection dog before you do it. 
And there's and whether you go with us or whether you don't go with us, we're going to educate you on what, to look what for. you should be looking for with that dog. Because um, people what? like I like to call load the dog, make the dog look really great on camera for you. But when you get it, you know, and I actually got told this by a client. I said, unfortunately, my edge in this business is my transparency and honesty. Um, and for me, I don't do a lot of showy big stuff because actually the ballistic theory solutions motto is, um, is basically discretion. You know, I, I, we, we are discrete security solutions for a dangerous and uncertain time. Perfect. And I don't run around showing, Hey, look guys, look what's underneath my shirt. I've got a gun. I don't need to go around and show that to everybody or show everybody's all my client dogs or what's going on. That's not what I'm trying to do. My performance and my dogs will speak for themselves and my customer service. So what would so, you go ahead? No, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So the, uh, and I'm a long answer guy too, man. <laughs> no, the, uh, it's all good stuff, man. Uh, real quick. Yeah. Violence. We use the tool of violence to change behavior, you know, like how, how long do you fire? How, how much violence is necessary? Well, if someone's coming at me with a gun, I need to change that behavior. That's the way you write it in the police report. That's the way you say it from the stand. That's what we do, right? Dog's going to change behavior real quick. But so having a dog with these capabilities for family integration, I know the questions floating around in people's minds, you know, I've got young kids, can a dog with these capabilities or with this tactical training, we'll just call it, um, integrate with my family and be safe? Absolutely. 100%. Now, there is a lifestyle change to some extent. There are going to be rules that are in place and that you as a parent, I have four children ranging from the ages of 13 down to almost three. She's a little over two and a half. Mm -hmm. And guys like you have to be a parent so like if a dog's eating don't let your children go up mess with the dog while it's eating because the dog is going to do what the dog is going to do it's going to warn just because the dog growls that's just a precursor to what the dog is going to do next which is natural that does not mean that that's a bad dog that means that you're not being a good parent by teaching your children to leave dogs alone when they're eating um Right. Now, there are things that are behavioral pop problems when they start to resource guard. That is a form of resource guarding. Yes, that needs to be addressed with the dog as well. I'm not saying that, that the dog should be doing that either. But for the safety of the children, dogs are primal creatures that need correction as well. But a human has a better cognitive level. And I can now teach my child something that all children should know we shouldn't just run up to dogs and touch them. We should never stick our faces in our dog's face unless we have that relationship with that dog. Odin, I can do that with Kono, but if you ever saw me out on my training floor, I'm never letting dogs get in my face. I'm turning my head away because you know, know. things like of aggression with a dog are eyeballs staring at the dog. You yeah. know, things of that and the dog can misunderstand and construe this behavior with children and other adults and think that it's point of aggression and we actually train some of this stuff in some of these protection dogs but is it something that your family can integrate and live with absolutely we've got tons of clients across the board that have family protection dogs but just like i said before train it train it train it you do not expect what you do not train right Good to go so for the mom or the dad like you know as a protection guy i am Working a lot. I want something. Obviously, you know, the wife's got CCWs and we got all kinds of stuff, right? But um, having another being around that can keep my family safe, being this dog and being around kids and different things like that. I know that there's some there's some worry there about the dog being able to be safe around kids. And you're saying that that is definitely something that you guys have achieved and something that is is definitely um like a cornerstone of having a, a family protection dog. And that's, that's, that is what kind of what a family protection dog is. A family protection dog is one that is able to be integrated into a family uh, successfully with the kids, with the family. Um, the fear comes from what the dog is capable of. But that is a driven, like if, if a company is teaching their dog protection strictly in defense, then it's going to look at the whole world as a target. 
include right. children who are wiry and quick and they're running around and making funny noises and squeaks and squeals. So now the dog looks at it as prey, right? right. So you don't want that. And yeah, there are certain things like, hey, my son comes out with the big freaking ball chucker thing, the the shoot the one that shoots things and he's shooting at his buddy or little balls. I may have to go put the dog up. Yeah. Because that's probably advantageous because my dog's been trained around gunfire. My dog's trained around, hey, this is not a good thing. And someone starts shooting something at my son in a Nerf war and Odin doesn't like it. Yeah. He can shoot that person. Whose fault is that? Is it the dog's fault because he was trained in that? Or is it the handler's fault and the family's fault for not putting the dog up? Yeah. Good to go. You can't, ask, you can't ask, you can't ask, have your cake and eat it too. You know, that's not, that's not the way it works, you know, or, you know, I want to take my dog to certain things like, Hey, if I get attacked, uh, my dog's going to protect me. Like someone grabs me like this and I, my dog goes, Oh, I've seen this picture before. And it nukes you. Oops. Sorry. See, um, wow. you know, you, the dog reacts to that. So it wouldn't be advantageous to take the dog to a jujitsu gym where it's laying off the side and all of a sudden mom who's training jujitsu is getting freaking slammed thrown, thrown across the floor. You know, that's not yeah. going to end well. <laughs> Good to go. Yeah. So there's some awareness there. And when you guys do integrate dogs into families, how do you make sure that the families are aware? What's the protocol for that look like? So there's a five-day training course that comes with all of our dogs. So we actually come with you. Um, if you have the ability for to stay in your home, we usually like to stay in your home. If you don't, we get a hotel, but we get there every day. Um, we usually, the first half of it, we integrate, and then we take the dog with us. Usually by Wednesday, the dog will have its first overnight, uh, and we try to stay as long as we can. We've gone longer, uh, just depending on families and dynamics. Things happen where you know things are slower or, or faster, but we, for at least five days, we're there teaching you. We go through all the handler scenarios. So whether it's uh, home uh, family protection in the home, uh, uh, assault on like at a gas station, carjacking scenarios, muggings, different things of that nature. I'm going on a run. We want to see your lifestyle. And we also try to get that dog and we, we try to match dog to the owner's desires and their lifestyle. So if you have a very active lifestyle, I'm not going to give you a very sedentary dog, a, mm -hmm. a lower type dog. I'm going to give you a high active dog. If I'm going to give you a dog that is um, your lower drive and we're going to introduce you to one now who's she's not a Kono, but she will do the same thing as Kono, but she's a little calmer. So she's better for maybe a hundred pound woman yeah. uh, or a 13 year old girl, you know, yeah. like, Hey, I want my daughter to have her first dog, but I also wanted to protect her. Okay, cool. Well, you know, you don't want a FAFO that's not going to perform, but this one is a FAFO that will perform right. if provoked and, and, and put in that, that scenario. Um, right, right. And then all the gauges price. So obviously higher the drive, the more applicable the dog or the more skills and tasks the dog can train, right. the more expensive the dog. The lower drive doesn't mean that it's a lesser quality dog. It just means it's it's very specific and it's you know not going to be it's it's like matching the, you know, it's like matching the weapon to the person. You know, it's like, hey, what do you, you know, let me look at your hand size. Let me look at your structure. Let me look at, you know, what kind of handguns really going to work well for you. Let's shoot a couple and let's see what, what, you know, look at, let me look at your carry, how you're going to carry this weapon. What's your physical build? You know, then that's going to determine the size and, and what I give you. Um, so actually caveating on what you just said, you know, and this doesn't really change. So like one of the things that we've been advocating is for EP companies, executive protection companies, yeah. to start picking these up because some some um clients some principals don't want to have the hair the dog and they don't want the responsibility of the vet bills the food the feeding the all the things that's not what they want they right. just want they hire a company to be able to have that dog right. uh there and then it leaves when they don't need it um yeah. so you know having a dog that maybe even multi-purpose in your company that can do both protection and odor um mm -hmm. odor is anything from narcotics to explosives right. most of the time with executive protection agencies they're wanting dogs that are on explosives for obvious reasons those are the threats um mm -hmm. and all 
things. So, and then, you know, it's so a. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of, yeah, 100%. What was, so let's, uh, so we're going to, we're going to introduce another dog to you guys here pretty soon. Um, let's see. I know there are more questions people are going to have about, do you have any case studies or stories where dogs have protected folks that you've sold? Them? Um, so, well, yes, but they're not with our company, but the, the dog that was given to these people, I don't remember their exact location where they were somewhere up North, one of those liberal States. Yep. Uh, I think the housekeeper left the gate open the dog was around the corner. The child was playing in a sandbox and some guy was with the intent of stealing, raping and harming this child, trying right. to steal the child out of the backyard. Dog came around the corner and laced the guy up, uh, got obviously the child ran away. Uh, the uh, mother went inside to the kitchen for a brief moment. Um, and, you know, basically the dog held the assailant. Uh, till the police arrived and apparently the guy was like high as a kite um, and openly admitted to what he was going to do. Um, yeah. uh, we had one um, up in North Carolina where somebody was messing around with the owner and the guy was like, your dog won't do shit. And he was coming at her and she turned him on, uh, which is the prereq to the bite which was the dog putting the dog into a watch situation where the dog is like, woo, 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 woo. Uh -huh. the guy was like, like, Oh, I don't really want to mess around to find right. out if this, is, <laughs> this dog's going to do something because it was just a simple word that right. she launched. Um, and uh, the dog that the, they backed off. Um, and just recently with my company, uh, I'll, I'll go in a uh, gentleman um, in your neck of the woods. Had um and your client. The guy tried to get in through the window and hooked his ass up. So um he, you know, basically, you know, was able to deter the people from coming out. And he's, I mean, he's definitely a target because he deals with high, high, high amounts of cash and he's moving it everywhere. So, you know, un unfortunately you know, people are what they are. And usually those threats come from within yep. and heard the guy trying to come in and, uh, came around and hooked them up. So, uh, that was, and that was actually the most recent, actually, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Cause as I'm talking yeah. these through, <laughs> so. yeah, man, no, hundred percent. That's awesome. And it's just good for people to understand the applications, man. The deterrence is huge. You're at a, you're at gas stations. Another huge, uh, instance, because I've been generating, I'm, I'm going to come out with a civilian protector course um, and, and I'm looking at different scenarios, you know, gas stations being a huge one. They're like watering holes for the, you know, but like um, the mom putting kids in the, in the car, in the car seats, it's like, it's just the best time. You know, like the mom's got her head in the car seat, the kid's like fighting her with a toy. Like that is a target of opportunity. Right. And so you got, there's things you can do, you think bad position your vehicle, blah, blah, blah. But if you have a protection dog with you, now you've got someone to watch your back. Now you've got someone to something to sound off. And now you've got something that can actually protect you in this moment when you're just organically vulnerable. It takes nothing for someone to keep an eye on you and wait till you come back out to your vehicle with your too many kids and your too many groceries you know, <laughs> while you try to do life. So it's, I mean, you're, you're already vulnerable right. and it's, it's, it's a prime. And we actually, have trained this. We have actually done this. Uh, you know, Kona is great at it. Um, and you know, like it's one of those things for you women that you, you gotta keep your, you can't always, the entire reason why we have executive protection agents is because we are this all the time as a businessman. So I don't have the time if I'm running businesses and I'm on a phone call, I'm over here. I have someone with the ability when I'm already a target, and right. that's their heads on a swivel. The same concept is with the dog. Now that doesn't mean you don't can't keep your head on a swivel because you do need to be an advocate for your animal. Because right. you never know, people are stupid, and I can't. You can do not pet all over this dog, and people are still going to come up and reach for that dog. And the dog's like, and and it's it's weird because people have this 
conception that old dogs got to be cool humans. Yeah. Not cool with certain people. Hey, hell, I hate half the people I meet. So, (laughs) you know, that's why I love dogs. So why is it? (laughs) <laughs> why do we expect our dogs to like everyone it meets or every dog it meets? It's not going to, it's an unfair expectation of our animal. Right. So we need to be an advocate for that and know the animal and know the behavior, which is where that five day education comes in where we teach you, this is what you need to look for. It takes about 90 days from family protection or EP agent to really begin that where it's just like, they. and I, I'm not even kidding. All of our clients have all called me at 90 days. And they're like, I don't know what it is, but it's like 90 days is that magical number where you guys are just in the clicking team. You're like, you're looking at your dog. You're like, yep, Roger that. Uh, we're leaving. Like he's just oh. done with the day. Yeah. And they get done too. They're like, I'm done with the day. Yeah. You know, that- I'm like I'm annoyed or this person's annoying the dog. You're like, Hey, can you step back? Like, and that's another big thing. It's like it's an excuse for you to go, hey, my dog is here for me. I need you to take a step back. Now, what does that do? Oh, yeah, you get that's space, man. That's what you need. <laughs> that's giving me sense. Well, dude, let's meet. Let's meet. What was the other dog that you got that's top of the top of the roster right now? Just in case somebody wants to take a look at her. <laughs> Trying to take pictures with dogs is always a thing. Uh, no. So this here is Charlie, and yeah. Charlie is a female. She sees Kono over here, so she's like trying to get to the channel. Kono females. Kono what? No, Kono loves him some females. I bet he does. I bet he does. <laughs> anyway, so Charlie, man, tell me about Charlie. So you're saying every dog's a little bit different. Some's more, a little more gas, a little more brave. Right. So she is a GSD. She is a German Shepherd. Um, female and she is the sweetest little girl. Um, but she's, and she's smaller, so she's not as big. So she is, you know, just, she's not as high amped, you know, like I, if if everybody knows like German, or I'm sorry, Belgian Malinois, they're kind of like, they're German shepherd crack. Yeah. Yeah, They're like always on. Um, so Charlie is, you know, a, a little bit calmer. Yeah. Um, and she just, yeah, she's just a little bit smaller and she's not as just like yeah. strong, right. She's, she's strong, but she's still going to hook up a dude or anybody else. And it's still going to get the job done. She's just not 95 pounds. She's five or 65 pounds. Okay. Good to go. Good dog for what type of owner? Uh, I mean, really anybody who, who wants a GSD or, um, I mean, um, you know, you, she can be, she was operated by a 13 year old before. So, um, you know, so very, very, very easy, very, very simple, uh, dog to, to operate, yeah. uh, you know, lighter weight. She's not going to rip you over. Um, she's, you know, just a very loving, sweet dog. That's not. Yeah. 95 pounds are going to drag you across the road. Yeah. And her kind of, her capabilities are like discipline by like, what is she? Yeah. So it's just family, same thing, family protection. She has the ability to, to do all those things. The, it's really about intimidation. So what, what an, an intimidation by that, I mean the owner. So whoever decides the dog, like they're scared of a Belgian Malinois. Right. The size, the muscularness, all that stuff. Maybe the titanium teeth is too much for them. She's just a different breed with a different temperament that will help give the owner confidence that they're going to be protected, but less intimidated by the breed or the dog itself uh, in the sense that she's just a big sweetheart. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the mentality of, oh, my God, Navy SEAL dog took down Baghdadi or Delta Force dog that took down Baghdadi type animal you know and that's it i mean she's just i mean but she, but she's always tuned in and turned on just like everybody i, I mean yeah. just all like all the other dogs i mean that's what she's yeah. she's sitting there staring hanging out 
bred and trained to do. But it's but really what you're saying is for the sake of the owner. So like, you know, I've got a 140 pound Connie Corso run around the house and like not everyone can have that dog. You know what I'm saying? It's just like having a dude in your house, basically. I mean, like, like when you got to tell him to do something and he doesn't necessarily want to do something like you got to know who you are. <laughs> you got to get a 140 pound dude with teeth to do what you want him to do, you know? So there's exactly a- it. And, and for the right dog, for the right person, for the right job. 100%. It's like, I'm not going to walk around. We're not going to go around and say, have a good life. Here's your dog. Get back yeah. on the airplane and fly away or hand you some sort of owner's manual and go figure it out. Yeah. We're going to work you through this scenario. We're going to work bite work. We're going to actually catch the dog. You're going to actually send the dog on me. Um, hey. I, um, this is awesome. we, we're going to teach you how to be confident in those situations. And then we always ask you, say, Hey, look, Every 90 days to six months, we need to either link you up with a, a, a decoy and a trainer or you need to come here or whatever. And that's kind of why I picked this location. Well, one, you know, this is where I'm at. Number two, it's kind of a destination location. Yeah. So it's like you want to go on a vacation, come here to Destin, Florida, and we'll freshen up your dog, get you some reps, and you can go beachside every day by noon, you Thank know, you. or you know, whatever time you guys want to schedule it. And we can do this every single day for the duration of your training and, you know, whatever, or you want to do a 30 day board and train, whatever. And then we also do, if you're a local and you buy a dog, we do free boarding for the life of the dog. So they need to go out of town and they just can't take the dog or they're going to a country where it's just not acceptable to have dogs. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are situations, you know, a lot of Middle East countries are, are not having it. Yeah, they're not having it. Um, you don't, or you're going to a country that it may turn into lunch, you know. <laughs> but you know, yeah, you, you so, gotta take all that into consideration. Heck yeah, man! So she's at the top of the she's at the top of the list right now. You guys are just got her through training. She's ready to rock. Um, two years old. And then, what was that? That last piece. She's two years old. Two years old, lots of life left. That's awesome, man. And then, you know, what I've seen too, you know, as we get to the tail end of this thing. So in the executive protection format, right? Residential security is huge. I've got properties. I've got clients with properties that are monstrous. We have dogs there on property. Um, They were constantly in use. Uh, So if you're on a residential team and you're looking for a good dog, um, that can be a huge asset in terms of awareness and capabilities and deterrence and all those things, man, this is a huge, this is an awesome way to go. If you're uh, venues, man, lots of venues in terms of making the venue safe, bomb sweeps, all that stuff, but also in terms of deterrence at the venue. So when everyone's coming into the venue and they see your guys standing there in whatever you're wearing, one guy with a dog goes a long way in terms of everyone acting right while they're inside that venue. It fixes a lot. It changes the entire dynamic. It really does. I have literally been uh, on a detail and this wasn't, was it? I can't remember. It was like maybe a year or two ago. I can't remember if it was pre-COVID or just after COVID, but we, we were on a detail and everything was wild. Like they were, everything was, and I showed up with Odin and all the dudes are like the entire demeanor of the entire venue changed. Everyone's <laughs> like, yeah, we're good. We're good. What's the dog? And then people start asking, what's the dog here for? And they're like, anyone who gets out of hand. <laughs> and, and they were just like, Oh damn. Okay, cool. <laughs> you know, kind of funny. They like walked through the crowd and it was just like parting the red sea, you know? hundred percent. I love it, man. And then, for you know everyday life, the we we've kind of talked about it, but the applications are endless. You're asleep, dogs downstairs protecting the house. Yeah, you know I mean, like you're going out in public. You got kids. You you know you're a man like me, and you want to leave, and you have to leave your family from time to time on the daily. Man, get a protection dog. You know, integrate that dog with the family, and the level of safety in your home has increased. So, dude. This is good stuff, man. I love it. Back right off your business as well because they're classified as security. Oh, nice, nice, nice. I love it, man. So I can't wait to get Kono over here, man. We're looking forward to this. Um, the second I get this move done, it's on. Uh, and um, and the other dog's name again? This is Charlie. 
Charlie and Charlie, I'm sure someone's gonna we're gonna get a good home going for Charlie. Um, you know, that's going to happen here in a more people around you gives me more of an excuse to come out and us to do more of these. Yeah, man, hundred percent. And then we'll make you guys keep an eye, your eyes peeled. Cause I'm going to make a whole series of integrating Kono into my family as well. Um, uh, once, uh, Byron comes out here and we start working together on that. And then I'm sure you guys will see him in the content and it'll be like our mess. <laughs> And I, I would like what's going to be neat is like in the future, we're going to do some stuff with women and showing and get his beautiful wife to do some work with it. And we'll probably get Elena, my wife. I mean, my wife operates Kono. Uh, she's a hundred pounds, um, you know, five foot, nothing. Um, you've met her. Uh, and literally she's five foot, nothing. She's literally five foot pounds and she operates these dogs. No problem with confidence and vigor and uh, the ability to, you know, employ these dogs in a correct, efficient manner. Um, and those are all things that when we do implement these dogs into your family, we work those situations with mom, you know, and we try to in, induce stress for you. Um, and we'll try to get that going. Like you're, you've got the kids. Hey, what do you do when someone comes in? You know, dog goes out the right side of the car. You grab the kids out the other side of the car and you start to egress at this point you're trying to pull out your pistol to protect yourself in case you know whatever happens like these are all things that you have to take into consideration because remember people if you whether it's your firearms training whether it's dog handling skills if you don't train it you cannot expect what you don't inspect yeah yeah Inspecting. so you cannot expect what you don't train yeah no 100 i love it man uh, what is the hardest lesson you've learned while in this game, training, dealing with dogs and protection? Hardest lesson, man, a lot of them. Patience is number one, uh, learning just utter patience and not, don't be so quick to give up on, on something, you know, mm -hmm. on a dog, mm -hmm. because sometimes they may be going through something just like a human and they come out and they just, they just show up that day and stay showed up for the rest of whatever. And that's kind of the, that's the hardest lesson. That's the hardest lesson and the biggest lesson because you don't want to give up too soon on a dog. Um, so patience and then. Um, Dogs are better than humans. <laughs> yeah. Like you gotta like, try. I mean, I, I would have to say the hardest lesson I would say in business in general is um Put everything in writing and uh, always, always, always uh, do the hard right over the easy wrong, no matter what it is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've had to make a lot of, over the past few years. I've had to make a make a, a lot of hard rights mm -hmm. that, um, but they were the best thing for my business, my family, and the future of it. Mm -hmm. Heck yeah! Proudest moment, proudest moment in this game. Proudest moment was the grand opening of this facility. And basically it's, it's really every single time I do a dog turnover and seeing a client being just absolutely happy and enthralled and continuing to hear their, their success and being able to be a part of that and their family with their dog and their animal and all that, all that. Heck yeah, man. Cause you stay connected to them. They're not just like on their own. Right. We don't just shut off communication. We, we monthly communication with just about every one of our clients um, and, and, and checking in on them with all the issues. And if they have any, cause things happen, dogs change, you know, they, they, they have emotions just like all of us. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we have to, you know, stay on top of that. And we have to remember that, you know, the people who own these dogs aren't the dog trainers. We are. So right. we have, um, Go ahead and get a dog and a trainer uh, when, right. we, when you buy a dog from you guys. That's awesome. Absolutely. Okay. So how would you like to be remembered when it's all over, all said and done, Byron? What's it all for? Uh, the people, uh, my community, uh, creating a safer community, keeping veterans above ground and making, making veterans see and understand that though there it doesn't seem like there's a light at the end of the tunnel, but it took me seven years to get where I'm at eight, seven, eight years. Yep. And yep. Yep. I, I, that patience and understanding that, Hey, making a permanent solution, i.e. suicide is not the answer to a very temporary problem. 
and right. you have a whole new adventure in your life that all you have to do is seek it and pursue it and pursue it with purpose and vigor. And that's it. That's all you have to do. And finding that purpose again, whether it be working for an organization, a job, um, whatever it is, you know, uh, 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 be, be, you know, be a good, above all else. Like when it comes down to it, be a good leader, do the things that you know are right. Mm -hmm. And if you're, if you're failing in an area and you're not good at something, there's nothing wrong with seeking out life coaches and other people to help you through those things. There's nothing wrong with it to help you become a better businessman, a husband, a father, a wife, a business partner. Everything you can think of. You're not a special a specialist in any of these things. <laughs> I mean, like you should literally be like, I need to learn this thing, like whatever it is, cooking, everything. Like you should literally should be like, I'm gonna seek out the best people in this and I'm gonna learn everything I can. Right. And, is- and be and be and be and accept critiques and remember the OAARs, man. Yeah, you right. know, four four improves and uh four four sustains. Like if homie comes to you like Byron, you're really sucking at communication, or you your business sucks at this. Don't take offense to it. Yeah, Fix like, it. Really? Why, how? What? It, what am I doing wrong? Like, and then have a conversation. Like, wait, okay, so what you got, man? What you see, dude? And that's it. Right. <laughs> and don't give and you. you don't, don't get mad at homie. Don't 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 make excuses or don't don't discard what they think or feel. That information like, is most important info. People changes and and yeah. and don't make up bullcrap for yourself and excuses so yeah. that you can, you know what? I don't know. That was I, I, like you said. I'm a long answer guy. <laughs> Dude, I'm the same way. No, but yeah, don't make excuses so you feel better. Like, forget your feelings, bro. If they got some vulnerability that you're showcasing, that conversation of them telling you how you're messed up is the most important conversation you're probably gonna have all week. So, no, I love it, dude. People that wanna get protection, dogs. Where do they find you? How do we do it? What's up? Um, Yeah, so either go to the website, which is btsk9.com. Uh, or you can call, uh, oh my goodness, I don't even know my new number, but I'll give you my number, uh, 428 or 850-428-0121. Again, that's 850-428-0121. Awesome, man. Good to go, man. No, these dogs, the value's there. They're not cheap, but the value is there. It's a whole entire upgrade to your lifestyle. Um, it makes your whole lifestyle safer. I can't advocate for it enough. I'm obviously all in on one, and um, I've just seen the utility in a professional protection format and also around some of the families we protect. So, guys, that's awesome. Byron, man, you're a savage. I'm so proud of you, man. I mean, going three mil deep and coming back, much love and respect. (laughs) I understand that, you know, like we shoulder these burdens, we take these calculated risks. That's a war zone, man, business. You know, so good on you, bro. Much love and respect. Looking forward to everything, man. Heck yeah. Thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me, guys. And I really appreciate all that you do for the community. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's so, it's so vital for our community to start becoming advocate protectors of themselves, uh, especially in this, in this era where, you know, we can't expect, we can't expect any, no one's coming. And, you know, the illustrious words of 30 seconds out. You know, yeah. no one's coming. Yeah. Prepare yourself to do your uh do your damage, man. Fight your fight. Yeah, what you gotta do. Heck yeah. Love it, brother. Awesome. Boom! Quick shout out to our sponsor, Staccato. My first pistol sponsor. Um, I've been sponsored by a lot of companies, right, over the years. But when it comes to pistol, that's my bread and butter. Pistol is something I believe in. You know, I'm a competitive shooter. You know, we're shooting anywhere from, you know, 800 rounds a month type of thing right so staccato being what i believe is one of if not the most complete handguns you can put in your hand um it's got every component that a handgun could have should have uh they're actually extremely dependable now that they've made some changes and these things are straight up tack drivers if you're looking for a pistol that will do as much of the work for you as a piece of hardware can Obviously, you have to have the, the, the marksmanship and all the different things, but different guns perform at different levels. And I want to say that Staccato is one of 
by far, for sure, take it from a competitive shooter, we're shooting the highest volumes of rounds constantly right now, not used to have a background guy, but like right now, when you go shoot, you're gonna see certain brands. Cicado is one of, if not the highest performing firearm that is both CCW, duty ready, and also competitive ready. So I wanna give them a shout out if you guys are looking for a good handgun to build your skills on top of, go check out Cicado, much love and respect. Yo, if you're a private security professional wanting to take your game to the next level, go to executiveprotectiontrainingday.com to check out my personal success package for private security professionals. Check it out, executiveprotectiontrainingday.com. And remember, y'all, hard skills do save lives, but soft skills get you paid. Boom. Boom, and to support this podcast, go to executiveprotectionlifestyle.com and contribute to our Patreon account. That Patreon account is what helps me make this podcast possible, contributing to this brand, what we're doing here, making it so that I can bring better guests on, making it so that we can plan more events and just expand the contribution to the private security industry and also to make an America a safer place. Do whatever you can, contribute whatever you can because it makes all of these things possible. Thanks for those contributions.